I'm Jessica Denson, host of Lights On with Jessica Denson here on the Midas Touch Network, and you're watching a special series featuring Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, otherwise known as CREW. You know, Donald Trump's lawyers, a strategy of litigating these four criminal prosecutions in the media is really backfiring. And we have some incredible perspective from Crew. The president of their organization is a formal federal prosecutor. I really want to get his feedback on how this is beginning to play out in all four jurisdictions. Noah Bookbinder, president of Crew, welcome back to Lights On. Happy to be here again. So as I mentioned, you have been working on this, as have I. I tried to do this in my own legal battles for years, demanding that accountability finally come for Donald Trump. And we were finally at this moment. Um, he's now been indicted in Manhattan, in Florida by the feds, in DC by the feds, and in Georgia by Fonnie Willis in Fulton County. Um, his lawyers are really kind of, um, I, I don't know. Do they think that this this media strategy is going to get him off the hook? But at the end of the day, he has to face these really uh, real charges in a court of law. And it's not going to play out the same way in courts, is it, Noah? Uh, it really won't. I mean, one, one of the things uh, that we're seeing is that in court, it's actually going to be decided based on law and facts. Um, and by and large, those don't play very well for Donald Trump. And as um, he himself makes outrageous statements uh, in the press and in, in uh, on social media that um, that could be construed as attempts to influence witnesses, uh, potential threats. Um, as his lawyers make kind of outrageous claims about the judges, about prosecutors, about where you know about the, the case. I think one of the effects of that is that it's going to push judges to want to, to, to move these cases along um, and want, want to uh, get to trial as quickly as possible to sort of eliminate that outside noise and really get to the facts and the law. Um, and that's not a good thing for Donald Trump. And having these cases actually go to trial soon um, is you know, means that, that he's going to have to face, um, you know, the, the, the fact, where the facts lead and do it before uh, he has the ability to get himself into a position uh, like president of the United States where he could try to uh, kill as many of these prosecutions as he can. Yeah, you describe the speed and, you know, I think about I think about Donald Trump and almost the entire GOP who has come to defend him as being engaged in this sort of criminal impunity plan. He likes to now describe uh, all his his acolytes and sycophants are describing these prosecutions as now election interference when he was the very one who engaged in election interference to stay in power, number one, and then um, has, in my opinion, launched this new presidential bid for one reason and one reason only, and that's with, for his hopes of having impunity once again um, by claiming that this entire process is political, which it absolutely is not. Um, but, you know, as you were talking and talking about speed, I thought about T Judge Tanya Chutkin, who um, just set the March 4th, 2024 trial date for the election case in D.C. And while she was scheduling it, she said, Mr. Trump, 
like any defendant will ha will have to make the trial work regardless of his schedule. If this case, for example, involved a professional athlete, it would be inappropriate for me to schedule a trial date to accommodate her schedule. So sorry, buddy, your choice to run for re-election to get off the hook for your crimes is not going to work this time. I think Judge Chutkin got it exactly right. She was careful, frankly, not to give prosecutors everything they asked for. She didn't uh, accept the, the January uh, schedule that, that Special Counsel Jack Smith requested. She made clear that there were a lot of documents in this case and that she was trying to be fair to uh, to the former president to give his team uh, time to go through those and to prepare. Um, but also she had no patience for the kind of preposterous uh, request by uh, Donald Trump's team to have the case in 2026, years uh, after uh, charges were brought, um, long after um, you know, whatever uh, happens in, in next year's election. Um, that never made any sense. It was not a realistic uh, request. I think it probably alienated the, the judge to some extent. Um, and you know, I think she recognized that there is a real national interest in resolving this quickly and getting some closure uh, to these alleged and, and, and we think um, uh, really the evidence will be very strong to prove them, but these alleged you know, incredibly significant crimes against the country against our, our, our democratic system. Um, and you know, it, it is, uh, I, I think, going to be um, hugely important that that be allowed to happen. You know, these were, Donald Trump was actually somebody who, while he was president, did try on numerous occasions, succeed in some occasions, um, at uh, misusing the justice system in political ways. There were um, friends and allies of his who had uh, you know, political people step in and dismiss prosecutions or change sentencing recommendations in ways that, that seems hugely improper. But from everything we can tell, these prosecutions uh, have been done by the book. There have been attempts to move them in a way uh, to have as little uh, interference with elections as possible. Um, but ultimately, they've got to move forward. Um, and you know, we can't get special treatment or special favors. Yeah, speaking of, um, you know, their their caution, I think that time, if nothing else, the fact that we are, you know, more than three years after January 6th and just now having these cases going is a testament to the restraint that prosecutors have had. I've always said there was nothing ever political about bringing prosecutions. The only political consideration was in not bringing them because um, you know, of the fear that the political argument would be raised by Donald Trump, a candidate or, a, um, or an office holder. But you know, it's funny, um, it's funny, Noah, because as as Trump's lawyers are filing legal documents asking, you know, in cases, some cases for this case to be held in 2026, two years out, he's literally got his TV lawyers making the exact opposite case. One of them is Alina Haba, who has never actually, as far as I understood, spoken in court on behalf of Donald Trump, but he continues to send her out there on far-right media, and I just want to play this clip of what she said about 
you know, Donald Trump just not really needing so much time to prepare. He also knows the facts because he lived them. These are these are not complicated facts. Look at Fannie. It was a phone call, a phone call that's been around forever that he refers to as the perfect phone call. What is he going to have to be prepped for? The truth? You don't have to prep much when you've done nothing wrong. So that I'm not concerned. Donald Trump's actual lawyers um, and his kind of TV representatives have pretty consistently said a lot of stuff that actually uh, undercuts his legal position. Uh, you know, that's been a that's been a pretty consistent pattern. I think some of that may reflect uh, the fact that uh, he's not the easiest client to have, and so he's moved through a lot of lawyers and frankly moved through a lot of public advocates. Um, but uh, you know, the the irony there is. Um, you know, she, she may in some ways be onto something um, that, uh, you know, this, many of the facts in this case uh, are facts that, that the public has seen on television, uh, whether live on January 6th and the days leading up to it, or in the presentation of the, the House uh, January 6th Select Committee, um, or in, in press accounts since then. Um, you know, we, we essentially know what the facts are. Donald Trump certainly knows what the facts are. Um, and the law is not all that complicated, the laws that are uh, involved here. Um, so there's really no reason why this can't uh, move uh, move quickly with, with appropriate fairness, you know, given that there are a lot of documents to review. Uh, but this should be able to move quickly. It's probably not helpful to, you know, Donald Trump's delay strategy, which is al almost always his legal strategy, to have somebody out there pointing that out publicly, but it is right. Yeah, it's really, um, it's not helpful to his strategy, but it is helpful to the American public because we can never fail to lose sight of who are the real victims here. The entire country is the victim of Donald Trump. He, of course, is out there trying to, as he always does, portray himself as the victim. But this entire country is a victim and this entire country has an interest in speedy trials in all of these cases because we have a democracy to preserve. Um, I know that just just today, Donald Trump filed a motion to sever his case from the other defendants in Fulton County. Of course, we have this one upcoming, very soon upcoming case in Oct on October 23rd that uh, Kenneth Cheesebro, one of his co-defendants was granted in his request for a speedy trial. And Donald Trump wants nothing to do with this. He wants to sever his case um, as can be expected or as could be expected from the other other co-defendants. Um, Noah, isn't, um, don't the prosecutors have a really strong case in all of these cases to, uh, to move this as quickly as possible and really from the perspective of justice for the American public? Absolutely. Um, I mean, Ken, Kenneth Cheesebro, it's interesting, made a different kind, I think, of miscalculation, um, you know, where I think he figured that he could invoke Georgia's speedy trial law, ask for the fastest possible trial, and that prosecutors wouldn't be ready, and he would catch them unawares, and that would, that would help him. Um, instead, uh, the, the district attorney, Bonnie Willis, had been, I think, preparing for exactly that moment. Um, I sense is that she's been ready for some time, but but held back to make sure that all the, the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted. Um, and when he asked for a speedy trial, she said, sure, I'm ready. Um, and you know, I think he may, he may look to regret that. Um, but that is a problem for somebody like Donald Trump, who's now saying, 
this is going to take a really long time. We need to push this back um, to have both the prosecutor and a co-defendant saying, no, we're ready to go uh, in a couple of months' time. Um, I do think that there is a real interest for the American people in getting some closure on this. It has to be done fairly, but it can be done fairly um, in, a, in a way that is fast. Um, as you said, um, you know, this is not a theoretical uh, technical case. This is a case that had real victims. Uh, not only were there uh, law enforcement officers who died, who were, were uh, assaulted in, in awful, awful ways, um, but also this was an attempt uh, by a leader to keep himself in power after the American people had made a decision and made a decision uh, to, to elect somebody else. Um, and if that's allowed to happen, or even if that attempt is allowed to happen without repercussions, without any consequences, it will send a signal that people in this country don't need to respect elections anymore. And that if you or your chosen candidate doesn't win, you can simply say, uh, I'm gonna put myself in anyway, um, and, and that's okay. And once that happens, um, you know, we all lose the ability to, to choose our representatives to, to be in a democratic society. Um, I think that is, that's a, the nightmare for a lot of American people. And you know, we only prevent that if uh, there are real repercussions and if they happen quickly enough and decisively enough to be meaningful. So I think we, we, need, we need speedy trials. I think we're gonna get them uh, and it's, it's important for me. Absolutely, I don't think we can overstate the importance of accountability as a deterrence method and for preventing all of the people from this moment and far into the future who are watching from attempting anything like this in our free country again. Uh, Noah Bookbinder of Crew, thank you so much for joining me and for really leading the way um, on, on how and why Donald Trump must be prosecuted. It's It's been the efforts of so many and very much yourself and your organization included that have got us to this point. Thank you so much for having me, for, for uh, speaking out for the importance of, of accountability. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Noah. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on this special series of Lights On. Definitely check out Lights On with Jessica Denson wherever you get your audio podcasts. And if you're listening to this on audio, come over to YouTube and check out our smiling faces over here. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And if you want to see us live every Friday, we are on a uh, the live episode of Lights On is, is on YouTube every Friday at 7 Eastern for Pacific. Thanks for joining us.